you know, pets often dread visits to the vet, and let's be honest, it's not exactly your favorite errand either. The inconvenience is real. That's where Dutch comes in. Through Dutch.com, an innovative online veterinary service, every aspect of your pet's health care is covered, from prescriptions to routine checkups, All are available at your fingertips without ever needing to leave the comfort of your home. We had appointments for both dogs, and it was fantastic. I am a huge fan of the vet we met there. So skip those stressful, expensive vet visits with online vet care and prescriptions from Dutch. Sign up today for as little as $11 a month for up to five pets. Plus, you can get 25% off any membership at Dutch.com slash Sarah. That's D-U-T-C-H dot com slash Sarah. Welcome to The Dough, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together. Because, y'all, season two is here, okay? Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember, I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. Reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars. How they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season 2 of The Dough is out on March 21st, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. Hi, everybody. It's your best friend, Sarah. And I have Rory Albanese on the phone so that we can go through the four top finalists of the Rory side of the Albanese jingles you sent in. There are four of them. <laughs> and uh, and then we're going to go right into a Rory side of the Albanese. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's start with number one. This is by Smith Smith. There's a science to it. That's my—I think that's my favorite one. Uh, Rory. <clears throat> well, listen, I heard there's these a on science the show to last. it. I heard these other. First of all, let's start with one thing right out of the gate. Uh-huh. Your impersonation of me saying there's a science to it is borderline offensive you know there was a science to it you know and I, you know i don't know that i sound like that so right, you know right what? there hold There's on my... let's play it again let me just say it and then let's play it again and see how close i am okay uh, there's a science to it okay there's a science to it <laughs> wait fairly close there's a science uh, to but... it Upon further review, uh, you're right. I do sound like that. Damn. <laughs> Listen, Damn it. I actually understand what it feels like to be mimicked and feel that it doesn't sound like you and the world agrees it does sound like you. Oh, oh you know what that's like? <laughs> that what is? Who's that, Big Bird? Okay. That was you. It was a perfect, a perfect impersonation of you. I thought I was talking to myself. <laughs> um, I love that one. 
Yeah, I do too. That's really the one. But let's listen to the other yeah. three. Um, listen, would yeah. I like to retract? There's a science to it to sound a little more debonair. Yes, but I like. I think that the how would the that vibe sound? Of that I like. <clears throat> Maybe something like this. There's a science to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd have to do a few takes. I'd I have mean, to get in a. I'd have to get some cans on and get into a, a booth, you oh know, God. and lay down, you put know, some honey on my pipes. You know all the jargon. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to put some, put a little honey on my pipes, and you know, but lay then, down some hot track. But then, would it be authentic? Well, I don't know. What is authentic these days? Whoa! You just blew right, my mind. Deep. Here's some ads. Beam. You know, I like to take a little puff at the end of the night to relax. But now I found another way to get a good night's sleep. Beam Dream Powder Hot Cocoa. First of all, who doesn't love hot chocolate? Beam's Dream Powder Hot Cocoa is like an adult version that helps your adult mind stop buzzing and get some Zs. It's full of ingredients that help promote sleep. Nano CBD, reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, and melatonin. And just in time for the holidays, Beam has a limited time flavor. Dream Powder Hot Cocoa White Chocolate Peppermint. Get ready. Swirls of peppermint mixed with creamy white chocolate for the guilt-free hot cocoa of your holiday dreams. White Chocolate Peppermint Dream Powder only lasts for a limited time, so get it while it's hot. Great news, for a limited time, if you subscribe to any Beam product, you can also take advantage of their best sale of the year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You will get 40% off the first three months of any subscription, plus a free mug and a frother, or 20% off any one-time purchase. This is Beam's biggest offer of the year, and it won't last long. Head to beamorganics.com slash Sarah. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash Sarah for 40% off the first three months of any Beam subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off any one-time purchase. Subscriptions are month-to-month and can be paused or canceled at any time. And we're back. All right, let's listen to... Number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two. Oh, geez, we'll see what he believes. It's Rory's side of the Albanese. It's Rory's side of the Albanese. Oh, geez. Oh, geez, Albanese. Oh, yeah, and that's the one who's like, if you do want to use this, contact me and I'll give you a proper MP3. Yeah, that one really remind. I, I first of all, I have to say this, just, I know we're not quite in my segment. We sort of in my segment, but I want to say this. I thought you were a little too Simon Cowell-ish on these nice people who submitted uh, these songs last week. You know, I thought you were a little bit like. Wait, you thought I was too tan and with hard nipples? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like you were wearing a V-neck and being a little bit harsh on them. You know, I thought, I thought that they spent time and I felt defensive about it only because this is, you know, songs for my segment. So I wanted to make sure they knew how much I, unlike Sarah, appreciated you guys taking the time to make these awesome songs. Well, I did you appreciate know? it actually. Um, I thought this one was good. It's a little scary. It's a little bit, it feels a little bit like almost like from, um, 
like the the movie Labyrinth or something. Oh you know, yeah, like I was like saying a, it sounded like like Fantasia or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where I I I I feel like there's a movie, maybe it's the Seven Dwarfs, right? Where there's like I don't know where it's the Lord of the Rings. It feels like a work song for the dwarfs, and it's a little scary, but very cool. Are the Seven Dwarfs now called the Seven Little People or the um? Yeah, dwarfism is or isn't a thing. They they weren't called. Yeah, you know, I think that they're. uh, I think that they're. Those are um, the the dwarves in like the Lord of the Rings and in in those movies are are just sort of a a fictionalized race in this fantasy world that was created. I'm not sure that. Yeah, and the seven dwarves are long dead. I mean, they were old then, weren't they? All old with white beards. The the the. Snow White's dwarves? Yeah, Snow White's dwarves. I mean, the dwarves themselves, I mean, I don't know what the lifespan is on a dwarf. You know, you have to remember, this is its own race in this world. This is not like, this is not little, these aren't humans who are undersized. This is uh, a completely different race. Rory Albanese calls dwarves not human. (laughs) In Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, they're dwarves. Right, but I, I believe they're dwarves in the like Tolkien sense of a dwarf, like elves and dwarves and orcs and all these other creatures and races. Okay, now you're create. calling actual people with dwarfism. I mean, that's like no, people I'm, saying Jews are from outer space, you know? Like, Well, I mean, let's be honest about Jews being from outer space. That's a different topic, but that's beep, not boop, at all boop, what I see what you're trying to do, and I realize <laughs> that you can edit this and destroy me, but I'm just going to trust you won't. <laughs> Let's go with song number three. You want to listen to it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I do love what's the story, Rory? Yeah, see that one has a, um, and again, this is gonna maybe, um, you know, separate me from your audience a bit, but that reminds me of the opening theme of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was a cartoon when I was a, a young lad, and it also has a Jack Black tenacious d vibe to it i like that mm, one I, I would not agree with the second part but you got a lot of support wow. from the booth well i was just listening to tenacious d driving here and i mean it's just incomparable there he's he's unbelievable that's like this is like soft heavy metal this that's is like a heavy soft metal marching court. band oh yeah heavy metal marching band is that the name of them yeah i mean that's what the guy at the beginning says oh yeah I don't know, it just seems a little dinosaurish musically. Like it's just kind of very generic rock and roll. I mean, if you're the heavy metal marching band guy, it is really good. It's in the top, you know, but I don't know. It doesn't feel weird enough or it's very clever and well done. But does it move me? Hmm. I hear you. Really? Might not be right for the show. It might not be right for the show, but I like it. I do like it too. Is there one more? Okay, here we go. One yeah, more. But again, don't forget these songs are about me, so I'm gonna, by default is I like them all. That's true, and also like your your opinion does matter. It does it. Does it? 
I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm winking. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm already a week late to the party here, so how much does it really matter? All right, let's listen to number four. Hold on, okay. I'm going to mute you. Okay. Rory's side of the Albanese. Rory. Rory. What do you think? <laughs> now that was the original submission that he then corrected because he had had it Rory's side of the story. Um, yes, but now there, I feel like there was one or two other ones last week that you heard that aren't making the cut this week. Um, but I have to tell you from the selections we were given, I liked them all. But I do think number one is 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 the one. I agree. I, but, you know. Here's some ads. You know, being in control of my health means being super mindful of what I put in my body. From food to supplements, I'm always trying to find the best option out there, which is why I am very excited to tell you about Thorn. Thorne takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. With Thorne, I never have to question what's in each supplement because they go the extra mile when it comes to quality manufacturing and ingredients. In fact, they use such thorough tests and a super clean manufacturing process, they have earned some of the highest certifications in the industry. I love Thorn. I love their vitamin B. I use their vitamin D um, that actually also has like a K5. I take their um, drops every day and I love it. it. It's a vital part of my daily routine. Give your body what it really needs with Thorn. Go to thorn.fit slash Sarah and use code Sarah for 10% off your first order. That's T-H-O-R-N-E dot F-I-T slash Sarah. Code Sarah for 10% off your first order. Thorn.fit slash Sarah. Code Sarah. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know that dish from your favorite local spot that's been on your mind? Imagine getting it delivered right to your doorstep. And I'm not talking about your usual fast, casual takeout spot. I mean real chef-crafted meals that don't break the bank or your schedule. That's where Cook Unity steps in. It's this incredible service that's changing the game by bringing meals from award-winning chefs directly to you. And guess what? It's more affordable than most delivery options out there. They just sent me... 12 meals and Rory and I ate them all week and they were so effing delicious. There was a mission burrito that was so amazing. There was like this farro salad with um, feta, butternut squash ravioli, ridiculous. Oh, and on each box, it like tells you the chef that made it and what their story is. Experience chef quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Go to cookunity.com slash Sarah or enter code Sarah before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code Sarah or going to cookunity.com slash Sarah. And we're back. Let's do it. Let's play that first um, 
Let's play the official Rory Jingle amalgamation and get into some uh, Rory's side of the Albanese. Love it. Side of the Albanese. There's a science to it. <laughs> You've got the floor. Okay, yeah, that's great because I, I I didn't hear the uh, I didn't hear the song play, but I oh, felt sorry. it. I felt it in my I felt it in my bones. Um, well, I mean, where to begin, Sarah? You know, I mean, I think my first topic was was going to be about your song selections last week, which I feel we covered just now in right. reviewing them. Great. And then um, there was a thing. There was something I wanted to bring up that didn't happen on air, so I don't know what the rules of this are, but I thought it would be worthy of your audience to hear this story because it could be a good topic for them to call in and weigh in on. Okay. All right, so when uh, we're, I think we were traveling, we may have been in New York like a week or two ago, and I was very excited to watch the new Marvel movie, um, Shang-Chi right. uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't wait, you know. Um, you were, I'll be, let's just being honest, not as excited to watch a, an action kung fu flick and i understood that um but you were open to like watching some of it and seeing how it went yeah. and after watching about 15 minutes of it you said and i this isn't an exact quote but it's along these lines you said something about um you know i don't i get bored during the dance sequences okay yeah and you called <laughs> you called what i would say was pretty incredible martial art choreography yes and you called it dance and it was an interesting moment for me because it was a little bit like and now i have to and again this just goes back we've talked about you know my toxic masculinity and how much maturing i still have to do and all of a sudden i was going wait a minute my girlfriend thinks i'm watching a dance movie you know <laughs> like, <what's going> <laughs> and I'm, in my head i'm going like you know i'm, I'm like this is a badass flick you know action stuff you know people kicking ass and then you know you saw it as i was just watching west side story so uh, i just i didn't know what to do with that i didn't know how to process it i enjoyed the movie i thought it was great but um i just wanted to tell you that and my side of the albanese on this one was i thought there was a little bit of a a passive aggressive challenge to my manhood when you said that and i'd like to know in front of you know, your audience, if that's true. There may be a part of me that wanted to, uh, that wanted to mirror the movie with a, a slightly different perspective. That is also true. I mean, these are brilliantly choreographed dances. I mean, that's incredible. And I, I do enjoy it, but when the whole movie is like really long dance or fight sequences, um, I just get bored. But um, but it is, I, I guess there may have been a part of me that said, that unconsciously said dance sequences instead of fight sequences to... Um, not to ruin it for you, but certainly to, you know, poke at uh, something that I feel 
that maybe you feel feeds your masculinity in by by liking it yeah but i still liked it but i definitely for the remainder of the movie was thinking of it as like yeah i guess i'm watching a dance i guess i'm watching a dance movie and that's fucking cool is it yeah i guess yeah by the way i got i have nothing against a good a, a good dance picture you know it's not like but, you know, I don't know that I would call it that. I still think, I mean, that's his choreographed fight sequences, but, you know, it's not quite dance. I mean, look, I, when name. I would watch, like, the, the like, late 80s Bulls, you know, when it was, like, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, you know, like, that to me was dance in the best way. It was like Luke watching Longley. Michael Jordan was was dance. It was like watching dance like and I mean that in like the most inspiring exciting way as someone who loves basketball but this is also in I think the coolest way dance and I I felt I wasn't proud to say that like it takes you know I get bored by it but they're just so long you know and uh well you know. I mean they're long because there's a lot of people he has to take care of I mean they're, he's, he's, he's fighting you know a lot of bad people. It's not his fault. They take them a while. He's, you know, just him and his sister. They got a lot to do. But I understand. And I, I did kind of your, like uh, the story and stuff. I just, you know, I mean, I, like the I know everyone loves the John Wick movies, and I want to love it. But like when we sat down and started, it was just so such a long choreographed sequence, you know, that I just kind of my mind starts to drift. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think it's cool you like it. It's not like I think it's lame. I don't. Yeah. So you feel like John Wick is also a dance movie? Well, it's just highly choreographed sequences. Right. Are just there's there's not a lot of like emotionality in it, so it's like that's more like what I'm into, the small big stuff yeah. well there's some, there, i mean there's some emotion he's very sad that they killed his dog right you know, it's very emotional and so the emotion see what they do is they front load the emotion you get like a real hard hit of emotion and then the rest of it is, is the sweet taste of vendetta yeah i mean it's it's very mask in that it's like um they killed my dog and now i can take all this rage and put it Anywhere I want, because it's they kill my dog. But he's not putting it anywhere. I just he's murder it, people who have kids and it, parents, but they said something, some sort of connection to the people that killed my dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. All of the people that were were dealt with in the John Wick film were all people involved in the death of his dog. That's you know, how all, many people does it take to kill a dog? Well, they, they they killed the wrong dog. You know, a couple of people, part of this gang, and they and he wanted to make sure it couldn't happen again. Like I thought he did the right thing. <laughs> I'd be honest with you, I thought he did the right thing. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, just wanted to let you know how that made me feel and I felt like on your podcast is probably the best place to bring that up. I think it is actually. And I do think it's just really interesting because you were very open in that moment of going, wow, I feel differently about this movie. I was excited to watch because it's 
it's chipping away at my, you know, like masculine part of my ego. I mean, you said something nah. to that effect. Like it was interesting. You were noticing changes in your like, body from it, from from it hearing felt, the word dance. It felt a little bit like you tried to lay a big turd on it, you know, but I, I powered through and dance or not. I loved it. You know, it was a great movie. That's awesome. I'm glad. It's just what the it's just what the Marvel universe needed. Yeah, no, it's very cool. And uh I'm glad you persevered beyond <laughs> finding out that fight uh choreography is akin to dance. Yeah. Yeah. I had with I had your, one with your balls and penis intact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well listen, it, it doesn't take much to uh you know frighten my balls and penis um i wanted to bring up one more thing <laughs> oh okay which is you we a few probably the last time i called in so this goes back gotta be weeks and weeks ago because you know i'm i'm looking at my direct deposits from the podcast and not a lot of them are coming <laughs> in and um and i will say that we were on a call i was getting off the call and you said, love you. And I, trying to be silly, said, ooh, um, uh, ooh, uh, um, uh, mm, you know, and then said, okay, fine, love you. And then you were just kidding and hung up, right? Fun little witty banter between the two of us. You know, it gives the people a sense of our flirtatious rapport. But yeah. then when you posted this, this wasn't on cool. Instagram, <laughs> when you posted it on Instagram, you edited out my little ooh, uh, um, mm -mm moment, and it just looked like you said, like I said, love you, and you said just kidding and hung up. And it felt like, you know, for a big group of people that were watching it, like you just were, you know, razzing me, and there was no uh, back and forth razzing. So that's, you know, I'm just wanting to clarify that for the audience. That what you said is the truth. That happened. It wasn't. Uh, no, bitch, that happened. I did think <laughs> that it was a harder joke that way. But it was my joke that I made harder. <laughs> and yours exactly I like, completely right. eliminated. <laughs> it was a harder joke in that mine went away and yours was left. <laughs> yeah, it was the harder joke ultimately because it was the only joke because I cut yours out. That was not cool. And no, it, no, it wasn't cool. And I appreciate you bringing it up. And ironically, we'll probably cut it out of this podcast as well. I um, no, no, I, I won't. I won't. Here's some ads. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I was also thinking about um, what I, I keep thinking about, which is something you said a while ago that I thought was so brilliant. What? <laughs> um, was it about was it John Wick related? The, it, it wasn't even John Wick related. It was about politics. Mm. And how, you know, I mean, the thing that drives me crazy is that senators and Congress, people who work in Congress, they are always running. They're never serving. And so people don't get served. Does that make sense? I don't even know. And and you had a brilliant idea about uh, the, the, the House and the Senate and the politicians well, that listen. fill it. My, my my idea, which is, you know, brilliant because no one's challenged it between the two of us. And <laughs> exactly. I'm sure that there's a hundred reasons. People will tell me that this is There are no idea. holes that can be poked in this idea. There's okay, no go holes. on. This is perfect. It's perfectly thought through. But there's a part of me that just wants Senate and Congress, particularly Congress, to just be like jury duty. Where like you get called in and you got to do your like two years in Congress and you're like, shit, I got Congress, you know, and then you got to deal with it. Because, you know, it's, it's, this, it's the lifetime. Once it's someone's career, you're just not going to get them thinking about people. They're going to just be thinking about themselves. And that's how you get this, like, embedded government that doesn't really get anything done. And I know people want to say, and, you know, they're feel working free on to, their careers. We, yeah, they're working on their careers and they're there forever. And whether they're on the right or the left, to be honest, doesn't, it makes no difference because they're all in it for themselves. Like, once you're in a job for that long, and you're trying to keep your job, you're trying to get rich in that job. It's not logical, you know. Except so, for Bernie, he's perfect. No, nah, I couldn't I couldn't disagree more. Oh. <laughs> but um but I think all of them, all of them, all of them, like should not be there forever. They just shouldn't be, you know, and, and uh you can't expect something different to happen and have the same people doing it. It's just not gonna nothing's gonna change and nothing's gonna get better. So, you know, and you, by the way, how are they ever going to make changes to things that impact themselves like that's why when they vote on their salaries it is every going up everyone always votes for it you know like they're never going to vote on on something that might impact them negatively that might be better for us so unless you have people that aren't there for their whole lives so that's my take i'm excited now to hear all of the people that are and tell me i'm an idiot and yell at me because i of what I said, but I am too, but I think it's a, a fine notion and I, yeah. I, it uh, doesn't just tickle me, but it dazzles me. Really term limits would do it, but there's something more fun about, ah, oh, shit, I gotta be a Senator, you know, yeah. and then you have to pretend. And then I would say like jury duty, you know, people go in there and pretend they're racist to not get it. But with, with, with Senate, you pretend you're racist, you still get the job. <laughs> Very excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Rory's side of the Albanese. Do you have anything else to add? No, I, I really was 
thrilled to be on. I'm so happy to be, you know, contributing. I can't believe I have a theme song. This is a very big, very big deal. Pretty big you know? deal. It's very, it's huge. All right. Well, I care for you deeply. Okay. I'm not. I'm not falling for this one again. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. I do. I do care for you as well. <laughs> I was Kit. Hang up on him. Well, there you go. Rory's Rory, Rory, side of the Albanese. It's science. Somebody says it's science. Uh, all right, let's take some voicemails. You left me a message. Now I'm playing it for the world. Let's hear some voicemails. Hi, I'm a little surprised to hear your comments about a Jew face. Uh, I'm concerned that you're headed down a rabbit hole that's going to backfire. A rabbit hole? I mean, there are a lot of really talented Jewish actors out there who are playing, you know, prototypical Gentile trope Hollywood characters. I mean, come on, stop and think about it. How many Jews have played Italian mobsters? Aren't there Jewish actors who've, you know, been cast in a Irish role and trotted out the old Lucky Charms oh, accent? Yes. So many I mean, Jews with that Lucky end? Charms accent playing I mean, Irish people. Look, when I was in high school, maybe 10% of the kids there were Jewish but we put on Fiddler on the Roof. How were they supposed to cast it? Should we have forced all the Jewish kids into the show, even if they couldn't sing or dance uh, or didn't even want to be in it? I mean, seriously, if we start to force actors to only play within their own religion or culture, what you're going to end up doing is putting a lot of really talented Jewish actors out of work. They already are. We're going to be saying, why do we have a Jew playing uh, a Muslim? Why do we have a Jew playing a Catholic? Why do we have a Jew playing a Protestant? And so on and so forth. You know, you can't draw the line that way. You're going to just, you know, actors pretend to be people that they're not. That's the whole hmm. purpose of the profession. Okay. Um. I don't think you meant rabbit hole. I think you, maybe you meant slippery slope. Um, woo! You really worked yourself up into a lather there. Are you all right? Um, it sounds like you either weren't really listening to what I was saying or you read headlines, clickbait stuff about it. But um, the argument of Jews can't play non-Jews like, oh, well, then Jews shouldn't be able to play non-Jews um, is stupid <laughs> because plenty of non-Jews get to play non-Jews all the time. And by the way, why are we talking about non-Jews like it's a an ethnicity? It's not. It's it's just people who aren't Jewish. Yeah, they you know, um, white people get to play white people all the time. There, There's no marginalization there. They they're represented. Um, but I, I just couldn't help, listen, with a smile on my face, I just noticed, I noticed that roles that are distinctly Jewish, specifically distinctly Jewish women, um, especially if the role deserves love or is courageous or brave, 
are played by Jewish actors 0% of the time. That's all. I just noticed that. And that's a really that's a really low percentage. That's all. It gets a little harder to watch non-Jews really Jewing it up when it's zero. <laughs> you know, every other minority can certainly relate to this. I'm just talking about Jews because I'm a Jew. And my point was not only Jews should play Jews, but some. That's all I'm saying. Some. Maybe one out of every four times-ish. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it. what I was saying, and I think what I said literally, you know, very specifically, was that in this time where representation is so imperative and so front and center, why is this not the case also for Jews, specifically Jewish women? That's all it was, doll. Jewish women can play Jewish cunts, by the way. That's the loophole. But when a Jewish woman character is kind or deserves love or is brave, show me the Jewish actress who has played that Jewish role. That's all. Give me an example. Give me one. This is how rare it is. This past weekend, there was a headline in Vanity Fair, a whole article, and the headline was like, Jewish actors actually cast to play Jews in new movie with Jesse Eisenberg and Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry if it doesn't ring true to you, but it's definitely a thing. All right, what else? Okay, Sarah. This is Warren from Texas. Uh, here's what I just want to know. I have done everything. I'm a Democrat. I'm very progressive. Black male here in Texas. So, no, Ooh. it's rough. But I volunteer with campaigns all over the country. Volunteer down in Georgia and Wisconsin. I contribute to political campaigns. All of that stuff. I mean, financially, with my blood, sweat, and tears, with my effort, and you know, on the phones. Get these Democrats in office, and for what? Nothing, nothing happens when we get in control. So my position is I'm done. I'm not volunteering, I'm not spending my money, I'm not going out to vote, I'm not doing anything, because we get in power, there's no voting right legislation. There's no police reform legislation. There's no, you know, they're taking over this country. They're hijacking this country. We will not get rid of the filibuster. We're going to let the Republicans ramrod us. So why do, why do we go out there and do all this hard work to get them in office and then still nothing happens? Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I got this, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm just tired. Please let me know. I very much want to say you're wrong about this because you definitely clearly represent the frustrations of many Democrats and we need Democrats to fucking vote because Republicans do. But the truth is I hear you. 
I was I, I was just going on a similar rant last night at home. I will say this infrastructure bill is going to be great. I mean, it's going to do a lot of good things for people, and that's important. It's the most important thing. And I mean, look, I I cried of relief when Biden won. But he wasn't my first choice. He wasn't even my third choice. But when he was the choice, I was like, fucking let's make this happen, you know? Um, but this is how I feel, too. Sign some fucking executive orders and make shit happen. Like... All right, we got the infrastructure bill. You done some good stuff. You 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 reversed some garbage that happened, but oh my god. Go in and sign a bunch of executive orders like fucking dumb fuck did and make people's lives better. The only way Democrats will keep getting elected is if they make working class lives better. Seems pretty simple. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but like, I wish, I just fucking, I wish politicians would stop running and start serving and make people's lives better. There's no better campaigning than serving your country and making people's lives markedly better. I know that so much is long-term, so much is... Um, the big stuff, the big picture stuff that takes years or maybe even a generation. But you got to get some short, st- short-term short stuff in there too. Fuck. I will say like the second Biden became president, the vaccine rollout was fast and vast and well done. But more, do more, do even more. So yeah, I hear you and I, I, I hope that you got a really good night's sleep and woke up with a little more hope and vim and vigor. But I totally understand feeling like you're busting your ass and then what are they what are they doing? I think the number one thing The most important number one thing is getting money out of politics. It's the only way to stop mass corruption. I mean, money in politics is corruption. It's legalized corruption. And that's like Rory's Rory's idea, you know? That's why I like it so much. Like, serving in Congress, serving in the Senate should be like jury duty. You, you, You find out it's you're up. And you got to serve for two years and you have to be a senator for your state. And that's that. No campaigns. You just have to serve as a citizen. You're not thinking about being reelected. You're not going to be reelected. Someone else will have to take over. No doing favors, no taking money from special interests. None of that. You just have to do your job. And then you're like reimbursed for the job you have and you get a stipend for sir. I don't I haven't thought it through. <laughs> but I get it, yeah. I don't know if you don't want to work for the Democratic Party specifically, you can, you know, work for other groups. I You know, I joined the Democratic Socialists of America and uh 
Now, I gotta admit that I find them to be shockingly elitist and I'm I'm not enjoying it but I like their ideology and I that's how how they feel is how I feel and I really like the politicians that that are DSA um and I like their ideals I just think they should be a little less all or nothing you know it's like exclusive inclusive <laughs> you know and a little more uh hey Join us. We got a seat for you right next to me. You're going to love it. We're going to uh, make the, the world a better and more fair place. I don't know. And dad, we are winding down. This is the time in the show where I say subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check us out on YouTube if you like watching with your eyeball holes. You know, you listen to a podcast and at the end they go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And it just goes in one ear out the other. It's just kind of like you just, you're used to hearing it. But really, let's break it down. Subscribe. Rate. Write a review. These things help us. Especially if you, if you like it, you know. But you can subscribe whether you like it or not. And uh, pressing that subscribe button for whatever reason uh, makes a difference with, uh, I don't know, like our advertisers or whatever, and it keeps us on the air. So it's like sometimes it's a thumbs up button, sometimes it's a subscribe button, I don't know. The world is crazy. See you next time. Last Day from Lemonada Media explores the moments that change us. Those times where you look back and say, whoa, one day I was myself and the next I wasn't. I'm Stephanie Whittleswax, and I have seen time and time again how sharing these stories can change lives. So do you have a moment in your life that changed you fundamentally and forever? What happened? How did you move through it? And how did you eventually start again? If you'd like to share your story, go to bit.ly slash lastdaystories, bit.ly slash lastdaystories. We can't wait to hear from you.